Today's episode is brought to you by Stream by AlphaSense, an expert interview transcript library that integrates AI-generated call summaries and NLP search technology so their clients can quickly pinpoint the most critical insights. Start your free trial at www.streamrg.co backslash PMC. That's S-T-R-E-A-M-R-G.co slash PMC. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome to the Planet Microcap Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft. Thank you all so much for the support and for tuning in. Do me a quick favor. If you like what you hear at Planet Microcap, please take two seconds and give us five stars on Spotify or Apple. This helps with the search engine so that more folks can also discover and engage with all things microcap stocks. Our next investor conference is here. The Planet Microcap Showcase Vancouver starts tomorrow on September 6, 2023 at the Fairmont Waterfront, Vancouver. The agenda is set. Speakers and presenting companies are excited to share with you their insights and latest corporate updates. If you'd like to join us either in person or tune in to any of the webcasts, please go to planetmicrocapshowcase.com. See you in Vancouver. Now, my guest on the show today is Donald Porter, portfolio manager and most recently an equity research analyst at Wellington Management. You know, I'm extremely grateful that I've had the opportunity to host this podcast for the last eight years. And I say this because this really sounds crazy to say. I last hosted Donald on this show in July 2016 when he was at DGHM to discuss his first white paper, Microcaps Value Uncovered. We were reconnected by Doug Porter from Acuitas Investments. Uh, No relation, by the way. Thank you, Doug. And it just so happens that Donald had updated his white paper on why microcap stocks still present a compelling investment opportunity in 2023. We chat about the current microcap environment, international microcaps, his quick takes on various sectors and more. Thank you again for tuning into the Planet Microcap podcast, and please enjoy my conversation with Donald Porter. Don, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing, man? I'm really happy to be here. No, absolutely. It's been a minute. I mean, look, as I said in the opening, like uh, we, I last had you on here in 2016, talking about your the white paper that you published then. That was uh, the what was it called? The microcaps value uncovered. There you go. Yeah. You know. So now, now you're back. Actually, we're going to be talking about another white paper that you did here. So, I mean, just to kind of kick things off, like like I said, it's been seven years since we had you on the show. Probably seven years of change. Crazy. Freaking crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like, it is. It so is. much has gone on since then. You know. So love to get your kind of just seven i mean I mean, it's a lot to kind of process mm-hmm. you know so much has happened during that time but in your opinion since you know writing that first white paper in 2016 mm-hmm. to the one that we're going to be talking about today <clears throat> what has changed in your opinion or has anything changed at all yeah. with regard to microcaps i mean i think microcaps suffer a lot from neglect and i don't think that has changed dramatically i think one of the things that happened um, you know, in the last few years, we had that SPAC boom. And so that that actually created new issuance in the space. And one of the things that microcap suffered from, the whole equity market suffered from, was just a sort of declining number count of names. And I think that has 
steadied itself, especially with um, the SPAC. And the SPAC thing was also, uh, there was a lot of low quality stuff coming out. So I wouldn't say it was always a good thing, but the universe has definitely expanded a little bit, I would say. Um, but it's been very tough for, I would say, smaller managers to survive. And so I think you've seen some smaller managers leave the market or exit, which which probably creates more opportunity in the long run. But it's definitely been an area that um, has neglect, has inefficiency. I don't think that's changed a whole lot. Um, uh, but yeah, that's yeah. No, it, and and I, I I very much very much agree with that that change. And I would yeah. even go so far, especially in the last two years, is that you know back. I, actually, I'm I'm putting this on my editorial for Planet Microcap Review. But I basically was like in November 2021, there's just too few quality ideas. So yeah. you're just kind of like, all right, well, where am I, where, where's yeah. my real opportunity set here? Right. So now there right. being too many, too many, almost too many quality ideas. But at the same time, you know, you're at a point where, because the sentiment's so negative and this is, mm. you know, microcap, we go through that, right? Like we mm-hmm. have these cycles of just yep. like complete negative sentiment. And then just, there's absolutely no inflows. So it's forcing yeah. managers either to just like completely change their strategy in order to mm. get inflows where now they're, you right. know, micro. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think the benchmark also has something to do with it. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the hard part here is that small and micro have outperformed over the very long run, right. but in the last decade, they've suffered to the overall market. And I think that that has been a headwind for the space. And But I think it's more sector related. I just think that, you know, the microcap index has a massive weighting to healthcare and biotech and the larger cap indexes have a much bigger weighting to technology. And so that, that explains, I think, a lot of that discrepancy. Um, but that's also been, I would say, an overall headwind. Yeah, I mean, well, what's I feel like, and this is this is more of just a, an, a this is an opinion. I don't really have any anecdotal mm-hmm. am, evidence or or whatnot, but just in observing, you know, it, I'd say in the last year, especially since capital's been so it's been expensive, you mm-hmm. know, every investor is now starting to become privy to like, all right, the company puts out great news or anything like that, you know, stock pops a little bit, that yeah. that. Shelf gets filled right away. Yeah, like yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, there's yeah, it, and it's nest and it's what's what's like if you look at the long run, you're like, all right, you almost kind of want some of those companies to be doing that because yeah, all right, okay, whatever. They're they're right. getting they're getting their growth capital now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that sets them up for the next couple of years or at least two years. Right. You know, but at the same right. time, you're just like, my man, as an investor, like that's so frustrating. It's like, yeah, wait yeah, for yeah. these catalytic events and, you know, right. stock they've been owning forever. And then they use right. that to go and raise capital. And you're like, oh man, like, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I still think though, largely speaking, I mean, companies that deliver over the long run, no totally. matter if they're small or big are going to work. I mean, that, that totally. with, you know, so uh, that hasn't changed. That, that's uh, been more right. short term. Yeah. That's been more yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. short term yeah. observation, yeah. especially if you're like, you know, doing starter positions and, you know, you're seeing right, right, special set right, or some, right, something right. where you're like, all right, six months down the road, like, all right, if that works out for that company, you know, great. But then, you know, yeah. there, there you go. They're, they're yeah. So let's, let's transition into um, your, your white paper that you just put out for mm. 2023, you know, it, basically, you know, micro caps for, it's basically micro caps for 2023. Right. So, yeah. I mean, what what would you say is the the primary thesis of this new white paper as microcaps exist here in 2023? Mm. I, again, I don't I don't think it's changed dramatically from the original, but um, I would go back to I mean the, the space is 
is fascinating in that there's a lot of names that that's the most kind of obvious thing. You've got 1500 stocks in this universe, which is far more than a large cap manager would look at. And so from a stock picking standpoint, you have a lot more um, options to choose from. So I, I, I always have, I, I've always thought it's a very, it's a very um, rich active manager pool to look from. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bad companies in this space, a lot of companies that don't make money. So you, you know, you, you again, want to avoid typically those lower quality companies with indebted balance sheets that are capital hungry and focus on the ones that are, um, are well run. Um, and I think you, you, you live and breathe this inefficiency. I mean, you know, mo a lot don't have any sell side coverage. Most have the average is three. You compare that to a Boeing, they're going to have 22. You know, so it's just like like when information breaks on a microcap stock, um, and you can see this. Uh, let's say a CEO moves from one uh, company to another, and they're really good. Um, you know, the stock may go up, but it doesn't go up that much. And you can kind of look at that and go, "Hey, I know that individual. I know that he's a good manager. He went to a company that wasn't that good, but I think he has the ability to make significant change there. That's something I want to invest in. And that information is going to take a longer time to disseminate." Um, where in a bigger company, if it's a railroad and the uh, railroad guru goes to, you know, uh, Norfolk Southern, all of a sudden that stock is going to reflect that change very quickly. And so I think you've got a little bit of that going on in microcaps, which is which explains a lot of that inefficiency. Um, and we often talk about liquidity as being a real headwind, but I, I, I think it is for the really small stocks. But um, the average size fund usually can move in and out of these fairly quickly, I would say. So, so it's an issue, but it, I think sometimes it's exaggerated. Um, uh, you know, and, and again, it depends where definitely you're playing agree. in micro caps too. You know? Yeah. I, I definitely um, agree with that one. That, that, that's yeah. what I, that's what I hear quite often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I guess lastly, like for me, um, you know, access is, uh, is, is very critical here um, with management teams. You know, you, if you're, really on it, you're building relationships with a lot of these uh, management teams and you get to know them, you get to understand them, you really can understand the vision that they have. And it's harder, again, to do that, I think, in larger app names where you are not typically getting access to the CEO as much unless you're at a big, big firm. Um, so I think that really helps you understand what's going on and gives you an advantage, you know, frankly. Hundred percent. You know, I, you know the one thing that actually stood out in in this twenty twenty three paper versus the one mm. in twenty sixteen to me, and this is so, I, again, this is I definitely have seen this across the board is how you brought bring up international microcaps. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. and how yeah. What I mean, you go on microcap club right there. Like I think just on page one, like the most recently mm. featured companies are mm. all. Poland, I think I saw a Greek company, Poland. Wow. London, Greek. you know, like these, <laughs> yeah, these, yeah, yeah. these in amazing investors are looking, mm. you know, beyond even yeah. just even beyond Canada, right? Like uh, right, that right. used to be like, wow, international microcap investing. It's like, we're going to go to Canada. You know? I've never made a lot of money in Canada. That's always been a <laughs> tough one for me. Uh. But, but like, I think that's, I think that was a really interesting point as well. Is like now just start it because Again, there's been newer names coming, you know, mm -hmm. public in the mm -hmm. U.S. and kind of, but it hasn't been yeah. as much. So you're kind of cycling through a lot of more yeah. or less the same ideas. 
and and rightly so in some sense because like a lot of you know even the quality names have taken you know 40 50 60 percent haircuts so it's okay right. it's maybe worth looking at some of these names that i've known forever yeah. but at the same yeah. time there's like a little bit of fatigue you know and yeah. now you're starting to kind of look at other markets to see you know all right where what is the best micro cap in poland like what right what, what's right. stopping me from looking at that Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I, international microcaps are newer for me, but I, I think they have a place in a portfolio. And, and you, can, you can structure it either as being very all international and really trying to match the MSCI microcap index, or you can layer it into a more domestically orientated fund to sort of give you that, um, that upside for names that are not in your universe uh, here domestically. So I'm a big believer in a few markets, I, I would probably focus on the developed ones um, because that just seems that, you know, as you get, there's a lot, of, I mean, this universe gets really big really quickly if you go to the whole world. Um, I've found Sweden and the Nordics to be a really fascinating place to look at. They're very yep. shareholder friendly. They have a lot of roll up opportunities there. You can find names there that are like, you know, a fast and all in the US that are just much smaller because the market's smaller. So you can kind of, take ideas and maybe in the U S that are much bigger and say, my gosh, it's the same kind of company, but it's a micro cap. And so I can potentially invest in something much earlier in its, in its growth phase. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, you have the opportunity to find better companies potentially, like if it's an aerospace company and the, it doesn't exist in the U S or the one in the U S is not as good, you can find the best and best of breed. And then you can also take advantage of valuation discrepancies where, um, a company may just be cheaper because Europe sold off and now you have an opportunity to buy something better at a lower, at a lower valuation. Um, and they've actually done well. I think there's, you know, when I, when I did a, a look at sort of what markets did the best, I mean, technology in the U S has done the best out of anything anywhere in the world, but, um, you know, it's surprising to see that the, the Japanese index and the Swedish index have done really well, um, over the, over time, over the last 20 years. And so I find the Nordics and also Japan, which is a little harder to invest in for an American investor because of some cultural differences and language differences. But Japan's very rich with um, a lot of small, high quality companies. Um, and so I would begin my search kind of there, probably like Northern Europe and Japan would be kind of where I would focus. Um, and I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Just the hard part is really getting to know them intimately and feeling like you you have that understanding of them being not there, you know, that that would be the, the offset, uh, the offset there. But um, I, I agree. I think it's a fascinating thing. And I think that, I think when you think of inefficiency, it, you know, micro, as you go down cap, you get inefficiency, as you go internationally, you can get inefficiency. So you, you combine those two together and you potentially can add a lot of value if you do it right. hundred percent. And to be fair, like it, this isn't for, you know, this takes a lot of work. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. it takes a lot of work and I'm not trying to say that to scare anybody, but just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound like, you know, this is the easiest thing to slice bread. Like, oh yeah, just no, go no. to Sweden. I, mean, I, I did go check, ideally go check out the best yeah. one there. You know, I, like, I mean, ideally you have, like what, I, what I've, what I've thought a lot about this and ideally you would be probably in a firm that has offices, an office in Japan, an office in, in the UK or somewhere over there. And so you would have some boots on the ground that were doing other things that sort of could help you feed ideas in. I mean, that, that to me would be the, the most, the ideal scenario because you would, um, you would have a team that would help you. Yeah. 
No, I got to check back on my, uh, we did a stock pitch world cup at our virtual last December mm-hmm. and I've been uh, meaning, and I've been meaning to share some of the more updated results. Cause I said after yeah. a year, you know, this is your prize, you know, for the winning team right. and the winning picker. Right. So I got to go back and uh, see, you know, uh, I gotta, I gotta double check on the results of that uh, and see how each nice. team is doing. I, I'm nice. like, I have my thoughts. And my initial yeah. thinking is, I think yeah. Team Europe might be slightly, but I could I, uh-huh. don't don't yeah. take my word for it. Anybody yeah, listening yeah. closely, like I could be totally. Right. Right. But right. but um, you know, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, and we'll mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll bounce around a little bit too. You know, I might come back to the White mm-hmm. or whatnot. But the, sure. um, you know, in your time over at Wellington, you know, you have on LinkedIn that you were also uh, as an equity analyst, you were kind of focused on tech and industrials, consumer. You know, I figured yeah. we kind of take a look at each of those sectors yeah. right now because it, specifically yeah. to microcaps. You know, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. starting with industrials, you know, where where are we at? You know, what have you been seeing? What are some of the macro trends that you've been seeing that folks maybe could you know, either take advantage yeah. of or use that information to look at some of their microcaps or reevaluate some microcaps within their portfolio. Yeah, I, I think the um, the industrial complex has done quite well um, over the last. It's done it's done very well, and I, I've always I've covered industrial, so I'm a little biased, but they're, they're they tend to be a pretty a pretty good sector to um, to cover because they don't get disintermediated a whole lot. They are cyclical, um, but they have tended to do pretty well over time. They've done very well. And it's sort of odd because the ISM is very low, and typically you would see a lot of the shorter-run industrials um, kind of trading in line with the weaker ISM sort of data. And I would look at distributors as being sort of front and center there, but they've all done very well. And so it's a little, I think we're in this spot where it's a little tricky because industrials have done so well despite very weak ISM data. I think the other side of industrials, which is really a backlog business, think aerospace is the prime example there, but anything with backlog has done really well because of supply chain issues. And so these backlogs ballooned, they got really big. Um, those margins in backlog have improved because pricing has been strong with inflation. And so your industrials are benefiting a bit on the past, on, the, on these backlog ones. And so you know, the, the jury's out whether the demand will be there to continue to build the backlogs or probably shrink. And, and, and those businesses tend to, the stocks tend to work on backlog. So as backlog shrinks, I'm I'm a little skeptical that they can really outperform. Um, but I, I I've been thinking a little bit more. Even the, even the shorter run stocks that have worked, if the ISM is basing, you know those should work. And, and that would that would go for tra- transports. Have been really really weak, given that they were so strong. They're big COVID beneficiaries. Um, you know spot prices and truckload are are back to where they were in you know pre COVID levels. I think you know so. Um, even though those stocks have done okay, they haven't, they haven't been disasters, which is always, I think, tricky. You know, if the stocks have been really weak and the spot data is really weak, you could say, okay, I, I think it's, it's basing. I'm, I'm setting up for the recovery. But in this case, these stocks have done fairly well, despite very weak spot data. So um, that makes it a little harder to invest. But I think I would be aiming a little bit for a recovery in short cycle, but with the caveat that the stocks have done pretty well, you know. Absolutely. And we were even talking offline just uh, before we, we came on here and you were, we were discussing how AI has kind of influenced mm, a little bit yeah. um, the industrial the industrial sector a little bit. Can you give give your some of your thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not an AI expert by any stretch. Um, but I, 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 don't, I, I, don't even, I don't even trust anyone that says they're an AI expert. Let's it, just yeah, like I've, that. Heard, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And, um, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, if you go back right before the AI thing really took NVIDIA up to whatever it went up to, um, 
you know, we were, everybody was thinking there was a recession coming. And I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, for most active managers, we're fully invested. We don't really go to cash. And so, you know, the recession doesn't matter to most because they're not going to do much to actually change what they're doing. They, they might, you know, go out of some cyclical names and more stable names, or they might generate a little cash to sort of buffer it. But it's very hard for an active manager to sort of bet on market, uh, the, the, the recession coming. And I've often thought that rolling recessions by sector, not really by the, ma the total macro just imploding. And you'll get those every once in a while. Like the financial crisis was a all in, all economy, you know, uh, crisis, you know. Um, I guess COVID was like that, but it was much shorter in duration. So I think right now we're going through just a lot of different um, cycles by industry. And um, the AI thing dramatically changed the game for, um, I mean, it kind of it kind of took the recession off the table from the stock market perspective because it, it drove tech up, but it drove everything up to some degree. Um, and I think, I think in these sort of situations, you know, AI is going to be something real. It's going to, it's going to, it will change industries, but it's just automating. I don't think it's anything new. It's automating. It's autom It's automation is what it is. And automation has been a big theme in, in the robotic side and, and all that. So I think it's, it's real. I would just be very cautious to know which players are going to actually win from it. And it's a scary game. Like, you know, I don't know what NVIDIA is trading at, but it's, is that really, is that, are they going to be the only winner? I, I don't know. So I, I think it's always tough in these situations to really get it right. Um, Cause nobody knows exactly what it's going to look like. hundred percent. And, and, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. There's, there's been a few uh, name changes. Let's just put it like that. Right. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> hey, a real quick. AI. <laughs> My yeah. Is AI. Yeah. yeah, exactly. AI.V. AI. And if those stickers exist, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm just saying, by the way, real quick, are you an NVIDIA shareholder? Just I'm not. Okay. I'm not. So, you know, all right. So we covered industrials, covered AI a little bit here. Let's talk also tech, maybe a little consumer as well. I mean, from a micro cap perspective, you know, I want to hear your thoughts first and then I'll give a couple takes as well. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the consumer front, um, I, I, I think that there, consumers always, I think a much, much trickier place to play. It's, um, it is more fickle. It is, you know, I think, I think consumer really comes down to, I think it's three things. It's, you know, your same store sales growth, is it accelerating or not? Uh, your unit growth, I think is the most important thing. Um, and your margin. Uh, those three things are what you want to focus on, I think, with, uh, with a consumer name. And so I've tried to find names where there's unit growth because I, same store sales, you want to be positive, but you, um, you know, there, you, there can only be, above market for so long, you know, they kind of go back to a normalization, whereas a good concept that can grow units, you know, I think has real potential. So the ones I focused on have been those where you have, you have some unit growth and hopefully it's around 10% is kind of what I've tried to focus on there. Um, and then I guess within tech, which I've been less active in, I, I'm very fascinated at the intersection of software and payment. So I've, I've done more on the software side than I have on the semi side. And, um, you know, when you can find software payments together, I think it's a very powerful combination. And there's definitely been a few micro cap names that have embraced that philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I, I was going to say on the consumer side, especially within micro caps, it's been definitely it's been it, there, there's been some names that are that are kind of starting to work but it, mm -hmm. i've seen mm -hmm. i've seen 
more roll-ups. Mm-hmm. Like I've been seeing more, more, kind mm-hmm. of more, more like holding codes that are like, you know, mm-hmm. they're just, they're just starting to buy up more brands that maybe yeah. have already had, have shown that they, that they built a little bit of a base and then right. they come into more of like a holding structure right. and then, and then, you know, they can have, they have more, a little more access yeah. to free cash from other, all those other businesses. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's yeah. why I've been seeing a little bit more on the consumer side, yeah. um, you know, just from various opportunities out there, tech right. side. You know, it's it's kind of it's it's been more or less mimicking what the general microcap market has been doing. It's just like right, you know, right. They they've been you know winning some interesting contracts and mm-hmm. plays or better you know better right. earnings than they've ever had and right. completely fallen on deaf ears. Right, you know, right. So right. It's been it's been more or less the same on that front. Yeah, yeah. At least in talking in many of my conversations. Right, 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 right. You know. So, you know, getting back to kind of the, I guess you state of the, I, I guess the state of the microcaps in 2023, mm-hmm. you know, we're recording this on uh, Friday, August 18th. You know, one of the biggest questions that we keep talking about, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's almost seems silly to try and predict, but at the end of the day, like it's something that I think we, we want to get as many opinions on as possible mm-hmm. so that we can kind of come up with maybe a data set to mm-hmm. figure out where we might be going. So in mm-hmm. terms, I'd love to get your opinion on when you think some of the sentiment might change in microcaps, because it's clearly we're mm-hmm. now going on almost two years of a negative sentiment. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like exactly the day yeah. things will change, right? right. But more of your opinion on what are the various factors that could lead to at least the sentiment starting to turn? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I would go back to, you know, given that there is more that, well, there's less technology in microcap than in the larger caps. You know, you could, if you get a cyclical recovery in some of these, in, in on the industrial side, you know, that could help. That could just help by virtue of the fact that industrial and cyclicals are bigger um, in in that index. I, I've heard higher rates could be could be better overall for smaller cap stocks. Um, I was reading an article today on that, but I don't have a lot to back that up with. Um, so that could be something. Um, I mean, we, uh, you know, I, I did think they were neglected and we would see pretty good outperformance in small cap over large, but that just hasn't happened. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would sort of look at more of the cyclical recovery aspect um, and I would say if rates continue to climb, which they have been recently, you know, that definitely puts a headwind on multiples for, especially for tech stocks. So to me, um, that, that's a big thing. I, I just think the hard part is, you know, big tech just dominate. It just really dominates. It dominates the economy and it dominates the market. And as long as those big five or whatever are doing well, um, it's going to be hard for the other stocks to compete. I mean, that that I think is the hard part. And I think the the bigger picture here is that I think one of the big headwinds overall to the equity market is that private equity, you know, has been is much much bigger, and stocks don't go public until they're much bigger. And so, I mean, Amazon was a microcap, you know, I'm- Amazon was a microcap. Yeah, uh, that would never happen today. You know, there's no no, no Amazon is going to be a microcap again. So. That to me is also kind of this this overall headwind. Um, 
uh, and th things can change, but I would well, say that maybe just that, in the U.S., yeah. maybe in other markets, maybe you know. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you know, I mean that that like that's one of the reasons we're going to Vancouver is because you know we've seen, um, mm. you know, quite a few investors I respect up there have, have done extremely well investing in Canadian tech. You know, because oh, it's just been, because it's just been completely overlooked. Mm. You know, I mean, right. From, right. not just because it's a Canadian microcap, just that alone, right. <laughs> but right. Right. it's also completely buried by materials. You know, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I, I like there's I, not I, well, I don't know whether I like it or not. I don't mean mean it like this, but one aspect of your white paper coming back to that real quick when you look at mm -hmm. you you put in the very end talking about the fun landscape. And mm. this is this is very interesting to me, and I think mm -hmm. that any any IROs that are listening to this should probably also mm -hmm. pay close attention to this number when mm -hmm. you say, and I quote here: "The number of active microcap funds in existence today is around 70. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the That's what of, I counted it. Yeah. yeah, and the number of active microcap mutual funds is around 15 compared to mm -hmm. the 460 small mm -hmm. small cap mutual mm -hmm. funds, and." That's just something to really keep in mind as to like how big this actual universe of mm. um, just institutional universe really is mm -hmm. on the buy side. Yeah. And that, right. that, that's just, I just want to take a second and let that sink in mm -hmm. because that, mm -hmm. that, that's a really interesting number. And, and I, I don't, I don't think it, whether it's plus or minus what, 10 even? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, even if there's a hundred, right. like that, lo love to hear more of your thoughts there too, because it's, it's hard being a, solely microcap focused fund because even if you're successful within look at connor haley altifox yeah right like yeah, one yeah. of the best microcap investors there is out there you start in 2018 he's basically smicro at this point because yeah. you kind of have to be right <laughs> right you know? i so, mean i i do so i think first of all the mute I, I one big question i have and is, is is the mutual fund structure the right structure and i and i i think that's very debatable you know my mutual funds have a lot of flaws to them and so um, and it's very, they're very expensive. And so if you're, uh, launching a fund, you know, I don't think, I, I personally think mutual funds are probably not the best vehicle to use to, to launch it. So they, therein lies the discrepancy between you have 70 funds and only 15 mutual funds. Um, I do, I think it's, as we've talked about, I think it's very hard to be a standalone solely microcap manager. Um, I have always believed that focus is important to anybody, but you, I, I sort of believe, you know, a, a good microcap fund at a bigger firm would make a lot of sense because if a firm already has a small cap fund and maybe it has a venture fund, you know, having a microcap fund in the middle there really can help out because it helps the, you know, the, the, the underlying investors to that asset manager are going to benefit from this inefficiency and this asset class, which is uncorrelated the most with the equity markets. Um, and additionally, the microcap fund can be a feeder to small cap and vice versa. When things get really ugly, small cap stocks become microcap stocks and that can help the microcap uh, fund. So I've often believed they can kind of help each other out if they're in a bigger organ fund organization. Um, but um, yeah, that, that, that number has grown the least, I think, in the last five years. So we've seen the, the uh, we have not seen a lot of new, um, new funds launch. Uh, there have been some, but we have. We I think that number is the lowest it's been in the last five years. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 yeah. super interesting because at the end of the day, like you, okay, if I was to start a fund right now here in August 2023, mm -hmm. I think everyone and their mother would probably tell you like, 
well, you should pro- like if you actually want to raise capital, you probably want to do Smicro. Like that's the only way, yeah. at least to get capital in the door. And then you know, you know, they look at the top ten holdings. Like, wait, why are all these under two hundred fifty million right here? Yeah. Like, uh, don't worry. Like our largest yeah. allocation is is these four. You know, in, right. in a billion and above. But you know, right. you know, just, right. you know, kind of, it just it just makes the most sense. At least yeah. right now, yeah. if, if, if you're going to start. I think especially for somebody who's um, a smaller firm, you know, micro and small, I think just make, they make a lot of sense because, you know, replication of a large cap index is pretty easy. Replication of a micro or small cap index is much harder. Um, And so it just sort of lends itself. I think if you're starting, if you're thinking about another fund, I think it lends itself to that. Um, And the access that we mentioned access, like, you know, a, a smaller investor can get pretty good access and micro and small, it's hard, harder for a, you know, if you have a small fund to be like, oh, I'm talking to Boeing and I'm talking to, you know, everybody, the management team of Boeing, it just doesn't happen. So there's an access thing angle there too. hundred percent. No, look, we got, recon- I mean, you know, we've always stayed in touch over the years, but we got reconnected yeah. by your, your brother from another mother, Doug Porter from right. Acuitas. Right. You right. know, great and, great guy. Yeah, and, and, and we talk, like, it, it's, it's fascinating because like they're on the allocation front and it's, mm-hmm. you know, like you kind of, you kind of have to find the right sources of capital right now because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing that you hear from company from at potential allocators mm-hmm. is like, all right, well, why, why should I, you know, why should I allocate capital to you right now when microcaps not, not necessarily mm-hmm. getting cute killed? Like if you're an active manager, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. every quality investor I've seen has done pr- decently well this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, some of those might be saying, well, why take the risk when I can just do, you know, I can get four to five percent and some you know some of these uh more uh whatchamacallit treasury bonds treasury yeah. bonds all that kind yeah. of stuff you know so there's been also just a lot of dry powder in that sense too with regard to micro caps or any micro cap strategy because they're just seeing right. like, i might do nothing and then here you go right yeah. right so, right so that's been an interesting phenomenon yeah well. yeah absolutely it has yeah yeah so I, I mean, look, I, we're, I've pretty much covered everything I wanted to, to yeah. chat with you on today. I mean, is there any final thoughts with regard to microcaps? I mean, you know, maybe you want to talk about what you're looking to do, some things like that. Like, uh, close this out here, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I've um, I have been exploring uh, different um, different you know things to do, and I'm uh, you know, microcaps are near and dear to my heart. I've spent a lot of time on them, and um, ideally, you know, I would love to. I think. Um, you know, launch a fund either on my own or with some with partnering with somebody else, and um, you know that's that's kind of what I I keep coming back to. Um, I do think it's a very uh, underfollowed space. I do think it's very interesting, and I think if you do it, if you, if you if you've done it before and you have you know the acumen for it, you have the exp- the investing experience, and then you have the knowledge of the companies, which I think is I think that's really where the the the, the time element helps. Like if you've covered it a long time. You, you know, there's a lot of names in there and you know, you know, you know, maybe 75% of them, you know, you, you've been around them, you know them, and you know which ones you want to own and which ones you want to avoid. And then it comes down to with good screening and, and, and modeling, you can figure out which ones you want to, when you want to own that 75% basket or whatever, um, and crafting a portfolio around that and then weighting it appropriately. I mean, all that requires a lot of, a lot of hands-on work. Um, and I think there can be significant value uh, creation. And, uh, you know, the key will be, you know, you, you really want to obviously beat your index, but you really want to 
I think for the investor to deliver something that is, you know, relevant to the overall market too. Can you, can you beat the market? You know, it's kind of what I think people want. And so um, that's kind of the goal, you know, 100%. right now. So. All, right. all right, dude. Well, I think we're yeah. there, man. So Dom, cool. where can, where, where uh, can our, hold on real quick, where can our audience go and find more information, get in touch with you? You know, what's your, what's the best way to. Uh, uh, I would say probably LinkedIn, just look at my LinkedIn profile and I think all my contact information's there. So if you want to talk, message me. Happy to talk to anybody. Very yeah. cool. Well, Don, yeah. it's great to reconnect. Thank you again for jumping on. I right, really appreciate it. And yeah, I appreciate forward it. to our next update. It's great. All right. Thanks. I'll talk right. to you. Okay. Bye. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast.